the 2019 Doctrine and Devotion Conference on Biblical Theology with keynote speaker, Dr. Jim Hamilton. Yeah, Tuntun. That's right. He that's weighs two tons. Yeah. He's <laughs> like two tons of theology. He is heading up uh, our, our conference. I'm super excited. I know Jimmy's excited. This is going to be the biggest and the best conference that we've put on so far. Um, we are really looking forward to it. And there's still time to register. It's coming up on May 3rd and 4th, but uh, we still have seats left. So if you go to doctrineanddevotion.com slash conference, you can get in on the goods. There are uh, there's going to be great books given away, swag, t-shirt. You're going to get uh, some great teaching, not just from Dr. Um, uh, Hamilton, but also from <laughs> Jimmy and I and some of our, bre- we've got a bunch of breakout speakers. There's going to be worship, live worship. It's going to be great. So head on over to doctrineanddevotion.com slash conference to sign up. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion. <sighs> mm, it's okay, Apo- buddy. Yeah, it's fine. I know. It's okay. I'm just tired. I know. Go ahead. You can finish it. Who are you? Come on. No, first I got to say, uh, this is a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. <sighs> I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor and lead babysitter of Redeemer Fellowship. Yeah, well, first of all, I don't need any babysitter. Um, I just need some space. Just give me some space. I tried giving you space. No, give me some space. I I tried. I'm like walking on eggshells over here. I don't need you to walk. I just need you to walk away. Just walk away. (laughs) It's Sunday. Sunday, fun day. It's It's a a good day. day. We had a great day of worship. Worship was great. Except at the end when they messed up that last song. You know, I didn't notice that. Oh, I was, really? You no, know, I was so deep uh, praising the Lord. Oh, that's funny. Sitting yeah. there praising the Lord. Because I noticed that you his... were texting Steve during my sermon. You weren't really focusing on the Lord then. Well, you, you know, know what? Know, First of all, okay. with the iPad Pro, you can do multiple things. Oh, you can multitask. You can multitask. I like that. So, and you are uh, a multitasker. Exactly. So I, I was taking notes. I can mm-hmm. show you my notes. Mm-hmm. I was taking notes. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I was tweeting. Yeah. I was okay. tweeting some of the things you said. Uh, mm-hmm. and, well, one of the things I said. Well, one. The yeah, second yeah, one. The second one I missed, you didn't get back to it. So that's on you. And yeah, you know, sometimes a message pops up and, and like, you know what do you mean like we're just i'm just saying i'm just saying like yeah. i noticed you got time for that. Anyway, well listen the band they, they're great they're mm-hmm. great and, but that, they had some kind of a goof uh going on with that last song they they uh they write it and um yeah it was good and sunday was a good day and then this afternoon has just mm. been uh just not it's just been annoying i've been getting annoyed by so for the everything. time that you left the church to the time that i saw you to record this you had a complete change. It was in about demeanor. An, yeah, it was about an hour. So, in, with the scope of an hour, sixty minutes. Yeah, it's a long time. So, in the scope of an hour, you went from "Man, I love Jesus" yeah. to "I love Jesus, but hate you all." Well, that's not much different than most days. So, actually, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I guess a, you're on par. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, that's average in golf <laughs> terms a, for everybody. Oh, good job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's average in golf. Yeah, terms. means that's, that, that's, that's like that's par for the course. <laughs> means like that's the average number of swings good for that job. particular course. And I you know, know what's what? going you, on. You, you're, you've been yeah. really big on the math. I did math today. You did, did math, math today, today. Uh, did during math the service. That, uh, yeah. yeah, it's some some Bible math. Did Bible math and uh, which and is so is, some numerology. If you guys are yeah. interested, uh, Joe has cracked the code. Yeah. to prosperity and financial security. Mm-hmm. So you want to head on over to drdevotion.com and you want to go to Jofo's store right. and try to get the Revitalites. If you yeah. can get mm-hmm. the Revitalites. Now how much is the Revitalites, Jimmy? Uh, $9.99.99. Okay, that's, that's a little expensive. No, well, <laughs> but hold on. Not for this unlocked code oh. that Joe has for okay. you and All your right. church. All right, stop lying to the people. It's just, it's just been, yeah, it's been one of those days, like lots of, <laughs> uh, you know, in God's, 
you know, providence. Um, I've just en- encountered a number of things that have been difficult and frustrating. And, uh, you, know, and uh, you know, he's good in what he does, and mm. I'm not in what I do. So that's just, you know, kind of where we're at. And, like, what one of the things you you – you didn't do was take care of your hoopty and now yeah. it's just having trouble yeah yeah i didn't uh i didn't drop take it to the shop yet no and it wasn't didn't want to start nope it was just okay it doesn't matter <laughs> <sighs> can we just talk about the 1689 because at least that's cool i no, like that it, it, yes. you know what? it ain't broke no 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 no. you don't have to fix it no we do not and so chapter uh 11 paragraph three and four would you like to read paragraph three yeah we're we're still in justification paragraphs three and four i will go ahead and read paragraph three it says christ by his obedience and death did fully discharge the debt of all those who are justified and did by the sacrifice of himself and the blood of his cross undergoing in their stead the penalty due to them make a proper real and full satisfaction to god's justice in their behalf yet inasmuch as he was given by the father for them and his obedience and satisfaction accepted in their stead and both freely not for anything in them their justification is only a free grace that both the exact justice and rich grace of god might be glorified in the justification of sinners bam part particular mm. like that is that is I love how detailed specific theology. It is. oh man like you could really spend so much time this is why we did de- hey dr renahan when are you gonna get hey, on bro I, why are you being lazy bro do you even doctrine <laughs> bro do you even 1689 devotion I mean, seriously like uh, we need a detailed exposition and don't, 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 don't talk about sam waldron's it's fine it's okay we need a detailed mm. exposition of the 1689 and you're the man to do it quit playing games when you're just, playing around. Just get on it. Just get do do the thing. Just do it. 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 All right. So this is great. It's very detailed. I love it. And um, really, this is you know this unpacks a number of of doctrines, some of which we've already covered. Mm-hmm. Um, it revisits some of those things. And um, so what it's doing is it's helping us by reinforcing doctrines that have already been covered and showing us how they connect together. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, right off the bat, uh, we've already been talking about the active and passive righteousness yeah. right, uh, of Christ. He talks about his obedience and his death. Right, right. And so it says Christ by his obedience and death. I mean, linking them together. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy, this is something that you like to point out to people is that we tend to focus on just one aspect. We tend to focus on either the death of Christ or the resurrection of Christ. There are some people that are very resurrection oriented. Yeah, yeah. And then there are a lot of us, probably most are more uh, death oriented. Um, yeah. Maybe they hit both of them because we've got uh, the holidays. But there ain't no holiday for the life of Christ. Right? No, 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 no. Uh, and and we focus a lot on, like you said, the death and the resurrection, specifically around Easter. But even throughout the year, we're always talking about uh, the death, especially during communion, right? Especially during that, right. or even well, the ordinances, even baptism, yeah. uh, as we talk about the, the symbolic nature of it. Um, but here, I mean, what's really, really important is the obedience of Christ, uh, his his perfect life, how he fulfilled the law's demands perfectly, how he mm. followed the law uh, to the letter perfectly. And it's something that that we couldn't do. And because yeah. of that, we are unrighteous. We lack righteousness. Right. Uh, but Christ uh, being perfectly obedient is righteous. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so what we do have, though, is is guilt. We yeah. do have the guilt. Uh, we're and good at guilt. We're gu- we got that. Oh, we got that down pat. Yeah. And Pastor Pat has oh, that down oh, pat. We pat. got that down Aldridge. That's we got we that got. down Aldridge. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to use what? that from now on. That, yeah, I'm going to use that. Uh, but what we do have, though, is is the guilt. Uh, and so Christ's death, which is really important, he atones. Uh, and we're going to talk about here in a moment uh, propitiation right. uh, about that. And Luther talks about this, right? Mm-hmm. He talks about this this great exchange, right, where, where Christ takes our our guilt, he atones for it, and 
we receive his righteousness. I, I like that picture so much because, you know, it puts us uh, even visually in the place uh, almost uh, of like this, this helpless child, right? It's like, you know, Christ reaches down and takes something from us. Yeah. He takes away our guilt and our shame. He takes it away through his death. And then he gives us his righteousness. Like he grants us his righteousness that, that he kept, you know, that he really kept the law. And I, I try to help people think it through, right? Especially people that are new to this idea, this aspect of the gospel that, well, imagine, you know, think of the ways that you struggle and fail, right? Um, you know, you, like you might not be able to simply recognize that woman is attractive and like cool, yeah. right? And leave it there. Uh, you might move into lust mm. or, um, you know, maybe, you know, you, uh, you know, you, you pray, but, uh, some, you, you pray without really believing what you're asking for or, mm, you uh, lack, yeah, you lack that faith. And so, you know, or you think of this, like uh, the, the 10 commandments, right? Honoring your mother and father, do not steal. Mm-hmm. And do at, not bear false witness. At every point at which you have broken the law, Jesus has perfectly kept those laws. Mm. And that is what that exchange is that Jamie's talking about. Jesus takes our guilt and our sins, but gives us his righteousness. And it fills in that huge gap that what is lacking, like that, that righteousness gap mm. fills that in. And that's what makes us acceptable. It's not that just God decided to accept you like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm willing to accept you. Yeah. Yeah. And almost like this, this sense of like, okay, oh, I died for you. So now yeah. we're, all right. Yeah, that's yeah fine. here we go. But no, no, it's this, it was this lifelong obedience, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yeah. I, I, which is, it's like, we have to be fitted for heaven. We have to be made acceptable to get in. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, well, you're not acceptable, but I'll accept you anyways. It's like, you're not acceptable. So I'll make you acceptable. Mm-hmm. And now you can get in. And Jesus, Life makes us acceptable. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Oh, yeah. And then it moves into this, this doctrine of propitiation when it says that, uh, that Jesus did fully discharge the debt of all of those who are justified. So, right, the debt that we owe because of our sins mm. and did by the sacrifice of himself in the blood of his cross, undergoing in their stead the penalty due to them, make a proper, real, and full satisfaction to God's justice in their behalf. I love that. Proper, real, and full. All right, so this is not like, okay, so God is angry at evil. He's angry at sin. Mm -hmm. He has a holy and righteous uh, response of judgment toward sin. And that's a good thing. And his holy anger uh, towards all humanity is going to be expressed fully and finally on the day of judgment. Yes. And I'm afraid that some Christians get the impression that like, well, you know, God's just kind of holding it back. You know, he, he, he has a reason to be angry with me for my sins, but he's holding it back and he's, he's holding it in kind of like your dad might. Like when your dad's mm. mad at you for being, for being a dummy, oh. he's like, he's not saying swear words, but he's kind of making these noises. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, uh, but that's not what the father's doing. The father no. isn't holding back his anger. Towards the people that he has justified? No, no, because uh, he has already uh, poured out his wrath mm, yeah. upon his son. Ugh. And here's the other part about that. Uh, I mean, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you say? And I've, I've heard, I've heard professors refer to the doctrine of propitiation as, as, as cosmic child abuse. Right. 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 And I mean, I, I think let's. Can you help clarify that? Right. Yeah, those guys are dumb. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I know, I know. I'm joking, everybody. Everybody who's super sensitive, Relent. like that professor, probably. Uh, don't come after me. I was joking. Okay. Yeah, and I doubt they listen to this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just that. Help clarify that, right? Because I think sometimes we think of anger and we think of them in our terms, right? right? Well, the the, the 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 picture when people object to propitiation and they opt for expiation, and expiation is a good doctrine. That's it's not a bad doctrine. Um, expiation means our sins are taken away. Propitiation mm-hmm. means God's wrath is satisfied. And so, um, some people and some some learned Greek scholars, uh, not the ones that I have been reading, but. Some would say that propitiation, the word that we translate propitiation, halasmus, uh, can also be translated expiation, and they think that's a better idea. Um, but consistently, I see it's used in a different way in Scripture, so I take the other view. Anyways, the people that don't like the idea of propitiation have posited this analogy. If the father is punishing the son for something he didn't do, mm-hmm. how is that not cosmic child abuse? I mean, like if you were to punish your child for something he didn't do – well, that would be abusive. That would be at best a grievous mistake, uh, which we've all probably done, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you're lying to me. No, Dad, no, I'm no, lying. no. no. Shut up in your room. <laughs> um, but now we talk about God doing, and it's and it's wrath, and it's punishment, and it's judgment. Mm-hmm. All right. So the problem is, is that okay? Uh, it's God the Father and God the Son, but it is not a literal child. And a literal father. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the punishment that the son is undergoing is one that he wants to do. He yeah. he came to do this very thing. This yeah. was, you know, and we've covered this in, in our episode on the covenant of redemption. Yeah. That the father and son uh, in eternity past, uh, to use some, some crazy language, uh, had covenanted together to do this very thing. So they, they were both uh, willingly looking forward to this work that mm-hmm. would redeem a people for themselves. So the idea that it's spiritual child abuse is manipula- manipulative language yeah, uh, that isn't accurately expressing what was happening when we're talking about the doctrine of propitiation. So so when we're talking about propitiation, that mm-hmm. we're talking about God's anger is is what? It's it's uh, abated. Yep. Uh, it, it's quenched. Yeah. And it's truly satisfied. Yeah. Yeah, that, and that's why we say he's not just holding back his anger. Yeah. Like uh, like today, I was holding back my anger at a couple of points. Oh, were you? Because it was just a, it was a crummy afternoon. I don't know mm. if I told you. Oh, no, I mean, no. It, let me just tell you, it was a crummy afternoon. Oh, it was But for about 60 minutes in there, mm. it was rough. Oh, it was, gosh. It ain't easy being me. Exactly. You know, that's what I'm saying. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, so, yeah and, it uh, must be hard being I, white and privileged. Yeah. Oh, you know what's really hard? Mm. Uh, when you're white and privileged and you live in a nice house mm-hmm. and your driveway is and too dri- steep oh, and then you oh, slip and fall. Oh, with all the acres of yours? Yeah, with all the what? Acres? All your acres? There's no acres. I ain't got acres. Oh, Joey. I do not have acres. Okay, have a acre. Nope, not even a acre. Acres. And it's an acre. No, an I don't, acre. I don't okay, have an acre. Okay, so you're four I, acres. I have a half acre. You have four acres. Half acre. Four acres. I wish I had four acres. Oh, I'm really sorry. Half acre. Half yeah, acre. That's more than I got. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's mm. true. But you've, mm. got, but you've got a nicer Must backyard. Nice. And plus, nice. your house is I cool. I took care of my backyard. I like your house. Your house is better than my house because your house has black siding and you. orange bricks. I hate It looks so, so cool. Much. It's like Halloween no, every, no, all day, no, all year no. long. So... <laughs> I, I was so mad. I was so mad. What were you talking about? Why? You, a, what were you mad about? I was just so mad when my wife painted or had someone painted. I like the black siding. Yeah, yeah. You know who else likes it? People in Iceland. That's all I saw everywhere was these black sided houses. It, it looks good against the white backdrop, though. 
Yeah, but you have you have orange brick though. That's Stop the it. that's I the. Know. Well, it just I don't yeah. want to talk about it. It's okay. No, no, because you, you had know, to hold your anger back. Yeah, because my anger is yeah. right now not you, abated, yeah. quenched, or truly satisfied. No, that's right. That's why you need Jesus. That's why I need Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> every time, every every day, Joe. Every day I come home to my house and I I I'm all excited. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get to see my family, and then I see my. But house. the first thing you have to do is you have to see the Halloween. Colors, I see my orange house, and, and I'm just like. I tell that to Michelle. I like the siding look. The siding looks good. Black. I tell Michelle, like, oh, every time. Don't be, first of all, that's my thing. Don't take my thing. <laughs> that's my thing. All right, so. So he's not holding it in. No, he's not holding it in. His, his anger has been quenched. Now, it goes on uh, to say, uh, yet, inasmuch as he was given by the Father to them, right? So Jesus was given uh, to us by the Father, and his obedience and satisfaction accepted in their stead, and both freely, not for anything in them, their justification is only of free grace, grace, that both the exact justice and rich grace of God might be glorified in the justification of the sinner. In other words, mm. this is the only way that salvation could be accomplished because God has to be just. Yeah. Because he is just. It's not that God he has is to, holy. Yep. It's, exactly. It's not that he has to conform to some standard outside of himself, but he he must act in accordance with his nature. Yeah. And so since he's holy, just, and good, he cannot forgive sin without punishing sin. You know, he he cannot say, like, well, I won't hold sin accountable. I won't justice won't come about. He he must. It's in his very nature. And so the cross is the the means by which, as Paul says, mm-hmm. that God can be both just and and the justifier. That's right. He can he can he can punish and condemn, but also forgive and be gracious in the same event. It's the only way. This is why we say the cross was a necessity. Yeah. Because it was the only way. There wasn't another way to do it. And so then this should really uh I mean our our worship and our praise and our awe should abound mm. as we we think of this doctrine, as we think of the cross, uh, because this was this is the only way of your salvation. This is uh the only way that your redemption uh can be accomplished. Yeah. And so you can uh you could rejoice then in the cross uh for for and you you rejoice in the character of God, the the forgiveness of God, the love of God, and the holiness of God, uh and the faithfulness of God that he is true to himself in all things. You know, this, this idea that you're talking about, Jimmy, like you, you sh- this should impact our worship, right? Yeah. This should fuel our praise. This should lift our countenance. Mm-hmm. Um, just don't miss what he's saying. Jimmy's saying that theology is immediately uh, and practically relevant to your emotional state, your, the, oh, yeah. the, the, the state of your affections. Um, Some of us like to stay in one camp. Some of us are more doctrinal i guess yep. and others are more devotional and that's why i think you know well we've talked about it why yeah. we do doctrine and devotion is they go together like go pb to, and j that's right or Jofo. chocolate chocolate and peanut butter i was gonna say joe yeah or the joe or like mint and bourbon yeah and jofo and jofo well Thank i was saving you. the best for last oh okay. yeah. yeah good save there yeah. good save you forgot about me didn't you no i didn't um so yeah, listen. The uh, what were we talking about? No, we're talking about doctrine, devotion. Oh yeah, and yeah, how, yeah. And how doctrine should be informing our devotion. Yeah, and I thought so that. I mean, we want to be precise theologically, but we should be as I, I would say our affections should be 
stirred vigorously, mm. right? Um, our affections should be increased or intensified in accordance with the specificity of our theology, right? Yeah. So like, if we're going to get real specific, if you're going to be Mr. Doctrine Nerd, then there should be a corresponding uh, increase in zeal, right? So zeal without knowledge is dead. Um, <laughs> yeah, faith so, without works is dead. So let's make sure that we have a knowledge that is connected to zeal, doctrine, connected to devotion. And actually, you know, we're going to be talking about that at our upcoming conference, oh, aren't yes, we? we are. And May 3rd and 4th, mm-hmm. uh, we've got the uh, conference on biblical theology. So we've got Dr. James Hamilton. We've got some breakout speakers. I mean, we got Phil and Jasmine Holmes. we got Steve McCoy. we got Jen Thorne. we got Nick Batsik. Um, I think by now everyone knows that, unfortunately, Doug Logan... Uh, could no longer make it. Uh, and, well, but I was going to be yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah hey, but we go, hey yeah. Chandler. Hey, Chandler. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't call out. Oh, hey, Chandler. Don't, don't call out. Don't call out. Yeah, thanks out. a lot, man. Don't call out. Thanks for messing up our flow it. with Doug. But God God stepped in and shut you down, and <laughs> yeah. so now Doug's coming. Doug's coming. But yeah, but we weren't going to go back to everyone and be like, No, we can't. Hey. We already changed it. Yeah, was there, everyone already changed yeah. I was like, Oh, couldn't you? Couldn't you? Chandler, you couldn't do it like a week before? Yeah. Like, hey, listen, just 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 look at our schedule first before you plan your schedule, Chan- <laughs> Matt Chandler. Okay. I'll share it with you today so yeah, that way you can go. see what there we're doing. There you go. Yeah. So anyways, uh, May 3rd and 4th, and one of the the first sessions we're going to do is you and I are going to talk about how do you connect yep. theology with practice. Yep. Right? This experiential theology. I know people don't like that. It's We're not new age over here. or, or no, we're old know, school. We're old school. That's why the, Pur- the Puritans were the first, like, really outside of Scripture man they were the ones to like go deep into yes. demonstrating the the connection between uh to head and heart right you yeah. need to be experiencing these these doctrines in your own soul so you want to head on over to doctrinedevotion.com slash conference register sign up because here's what's important guys one we're going to be announcing the swag we're going to oh, be yeah. and i'm going to tell you one of the books right now uh we've got 400 copies of dr hamilton's book on the intro to biblical theology yeah. from crossway mm-hmm. and we've got a number of sponsors. Oh, we got, we got some surprises, man. We, we got, got some, some we got some books that you're going to be like, oh, no way. Like, Ex- I didn't think, like, that. I wouldn't have thought of that. And it's cool stuff. You're exactly. gonna, it's going to be helpful so stuff. So there's going to be lots of swag. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, for uh, we're going to be announcing, Joe and I, we're going to send out an email yep. to only those that are already registered. That's right. For a special giveaway. Mm-hmm. So $10,000 wanna... value. Uh, no. No? No. Oh, no, I was just guessing. No, no, you, no, no. Haven't, you haven't filled me in. Yeah. No, okay. Yeah. So we're going to let you know. Uh, and so you want to go ahead and register so that you can be part of that special giveaway um, that we're going to be having for only those that are already registered for the conference. So if you're going to wait, wait no more. Go register today. com slash conference. Now, Joe, we, we, we finished up with paragraph three mm-hmm. and we're moving into paragraph four. Uh, would you like me to read that? Why don't you go ahead and try, Jimmy? Why are you saying go ahead and no, try? No, I'm, I'm saying, yes, it's your turn. Go ahead. I feel like this, okay. What? what what's wrong? Okay. This God, is just, are you going to read it or not? Okay, I'm going okay, to. Okay, fine. Just read it. God, I don't know why you're waiting. Just God, go ahead and do it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> go. God did from all eternity decree to justify all the elect, and Christ did in the fullness of time die for their sins and rise again for their justification. Nevertheless, they are not justified personally until the Holy Spirit in time does actually apply Christ to them. That's good. That's good. Because basically what we're we're getting into here is some, some speculative theology and these ideas that are in, consistent with what we see in scripture and certainly doesn't um, reflect even in how God has done this throughout the history of redemption with people. Um, If 
God has, from all eternity, decreed to justify the elect. Mm-hmm. A lot of people make the leap, like, so I guess we're already saved. If they're already, I mean, if they're elect, they're already saved. Yeah. So, I mean, if they were just to, you know, they could be, you know, robbing a bank and uh, and smoking crack and, like, uh, punching babies at all at the same time and then die. But because they're elect, they would just go to heaven. Because, like, they're, you know, they were, they were, God already decided to save. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the straw so, man argument. Right. Um, uh, also known as the flowers. And uh, <laughs> what did I say? Anyways, so it is, it is very much uh, not the case. Yes, God did from all eternity decree to justify the elect. Yes. But he didn't justify them in eternity past. So there's this idea of eternal justification that isn't just a straw man. Mm. It was actually held by some hyper-Calvinists and some Calvinists that maybe weren't hyper-Calvinists, but were just getting this a little wonky and then it got a little weird with the way that they understood it. You, a person is not justified when they are elected, right? They are elected yeah. to be justified. Correct. It extends from all eternity, that decision to justify. Uh, and that, you know what, I want to stop right here before we move on to the next part, mm-hmm. uh, because I love the beauty of that. Like, that should yeah. be, like, that's... One, it's like it's it's there's nothing in you that made it that God chose you. Right. Do you I mean from eternity past he chose you? The secureness of mm-hmm. our salvation. Right. I mean, I just I, I love that. It's great. It's such a profound and beautiful uh, but you, you think about it, 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 it's the story of your existence, right? But it yeah. is somehow wrapped up into God's existence. Mm. And yeah, like before you uh, before you were even born, God had it mapped out that at a particular point in time, you would be justified. That's like, just, that's a part of your story. You, he's like, I know I've written the script. I mean, unless, you know, you're not done with God's sovereignty. I've written the script for your life. And at this point in time, you are going to be justified. You're well, at, I mean, you're, I think, I think, I think God's trying to figure it out as it goes as uh, a la Greg Boyd. Oh yeah. 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 So uh, I don't think, I don't think so. I don't think uh, he's voiding it. I don't think he's voiding uh, it. Yeah, just like, no, I don't think he's. Uh, he's waiting to see. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah no, I think uh, I think he's mapped it out, and then uh, he puts the actors in place, and they do as he has planned, and it is all for his glory. So, yeah, this is important for us to get that people are justified at a particular point in time. They are mm-hmm. not saved until that time. This means that our evangelistic impulse. Right. Is is intact. Like we are tied to seeing people trust Jesus. So somebody would say, well, why does anybody have to practice evangelism if the God's already determined that they're going to believe or that they're going to be justified? And the reason is because God has also appointed the means by which they will come to faith in Christ, which is the preaching of the word. So he calls us to be his instruments in preaching the word so he can bring about his uh, work of planned salvation. So, yeah, like we get to be a part in that. We get to preach the gospel. And I'm not one of those guys that has led a ton of people to Jesus. I'm the guy that's planted a ton of seeds. Like I share the gospel with a lot of people and then somebody else gets to actually experience them like believing mm-hmm. in Christ. And even at our church, um, like people that have come to faith in Christ, I'm not with them in the moment that they come to Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, I've been sharing the gospel and other people have been sharing the gospel and their yeah. relationship. With people. Yeah. It's, it's pastor Pat. That's yeah. Pretty, pastor Pat's pretty much. <laughs> pastor yeah. Pat. Yeah. Like, you're throwing out all He's the seeds. harvester. He's the, oh, yeah. I'm the harvester of sorrows. <laughs> Sorrow! <laughs> that's Metallica reference. Um, okay, so so that's why we we yeah. evangelize. We reach out uh, indiscriminately. Yeah, pre- preach proclaiming to the word of God. So, and the, the the only the last thought that I had on this as we were uh, thinking about justification was, you know, usually when we think about justification, it, it's very much a doctrine that's centered on us, right? Because it's God 
justifying sinners, mm-hmm. which means it's God declaring a sinner to be forgiven of their sins and to be righteous because of Christ's righteousness. So it is focused on us, but it really is very equally, if not even more so, focused on God because in the act of justifying, he demonstrates that he is both just and merciful. Mm. Like that is... So if, 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 if your theology can't bring you back, I mean, theology should bring you to God, right? It should, yeah. it should, it should raise your thoughts to God and, and you should see how it impacts you and, and connects to your life and your heart and your experience, but it's got to lead you back to God. And even this doctrine, which is focused on us to a large degree, takes us back to God because it is where we see the full character of God on display. Man. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, you could follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at DocInDevo or on Facebook slash Devotion. You can head to the website, DocTravotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. Uh, fresh pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog posts on Wednesdays. Videos on Fridays. Later. Later.